Welcome to episode two of Call Convos. In this episode, Suze and Esther talk about their unique experience of moving back home to Melbourne during the COVID-19 pandemic. We talk about the positives and some of the challenges, as well as what we have learnt from this experience. How are you, Suze? I'm pretty good. How are you going? I'm going all right. How's your week been? Um, it's been a good week. Uh, it was a bit rainy in the Gold Coast, so I spent a lot of time at home. Um, I'm actually moving to a new place, so I was trying to look for furniture, but everything has been sold out at Kmart and everywhere else, so that's all right. I've just been looking on Gumtree and Marketplace. Um, hopefully, I find something soon. <laughs> How was your week? Um, it wasn't too bad. My youngest brother turned 18, so I put together a surprise Zoom party for him and his friends. Oh, lovely. Yeah, I think he really enjoyed it. And it was a really good way for him to still celebrate his birthday in the midst of a mm-hmm. global pandemic. Yeah. Um, so, Suze, today on Core Convos, we're talking about a unique experience both of us had due to yeah. the COVID-19 pandemic. Both of us had mm-hmm. to abruptly return home. Can you tell everyone a little bit about your experience of that? <laughs> um, yeah, so it was, I think it was in March um, and um, the Queensland borders were closing and because I work on the border. I have one clinic in Queensland and one clinic in New South Wales. Um, And a lot of the people that we see are really old and vulnerable. So we just decided that it was the best option to just close the clinic for a couple of months um, just for the safety of the clients and for practical reasons. So they told us on the Wednesday and um, because everything was escalating really quickly, I was trying to just get back to Melbourne as quickly as possible. So I ended up flying back on the Saturday um, and I was moving out of my place. So I had to pack everything up. I put my stuff in, I stored my stuff in the office, which was really nice of them to let me put it there. Um, and I flew back and it was actually the last flight with Jetstar. So, um, at the end of the flight, when the air stewardess just gives her little speech, she got a bit emotional and she was like, oh, thank you everyone for flying. It's been an honor serving you guys. We hope to see you guys again soon. And yeah, I don't know. I got a bit emotional as I heard it as well. Um, so yeah, that was a bit about my experience of moving back. Um, what about you? Um, yeah, it was also something that happened really quickly. Um, I think for me it was a Wednesday and I just heard that my course was moving predominantly online and mm. my university had said all students who are living interstate or who had lived interstate are allowed to go back home. So on the Thursday morning I contacted a friend who was also going home to Melbourne and we took the long 10-hour road trip back home to Melbourne (laughs) that day, which in itself was quite an adventure because I had not done Mm. that before. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. How was the trip? Um, Yeah, it was a little bit tiring with the driving um, Mm. and we didn't necessarily take the scenic route. We took the Hume Highway, which is just a long freeway from New South Wales to Victoria. Uh, But it was a good experience. Got to know this friend a lot better. Had a lot of Disney karaoke moments, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So it was really good. Oh, that sounds good. And so moving back, you were going back to live with family. 
Um, did you have any expectations going back or what was the experience like for you? Yeah, I think because it was something that happened so quickly, I didn't really have time to form expectations of what moving home was going to be like. So right. I guess in a way, I wasn't setting up myself for any disappointment. <laughs> um, but moving home has been really good. I have really enjoyed spending quality time with my family um, due to the special circumstances of it being a global pandemic. Most of my family mm. was at home um, and you, as usually we would be out at school or work or spending the weekend with friends. Um, through that experience, I've also had a lot of time to spend with my brothers and just to get to know them as people and to kind of see them as peers yeah. and have a, yeah. lot, have a lot of deep, insightful com- conversations with them as well. Um, I think one of my favorite things has been having a full fridge and pantry again <laughs> and not having to think about every single meal and what I have to make and also not having to budget for food as carefully as I had to before. Um, So that's been really nice. I've had a real opportunity to get back into cooking for my family, trying out Mm. different recipes. Um, I've I've been cooking a lot of curries. Oh, yum. Um, Green curry, I think, has been my favorite kind of go-to at the moment, Mm. Um, as well as doing lots of baking. I learned how to make bread for the first time. (gasps) That's amazing. So that was very exciting. Um, Mm. How about you, Suze? Um, yeah, pretty similar. I can definitely relate to you with the whole excitement about around food, with the cooking and the eating. Um, so living in the Gold Coast, I live with another family, and um, so we share the kitchen. So basically what I've been doing is every week I'll do one big cook-up, and then I'll just eat the same thing for that whole week. Um, but moving home, I think I was just, um, yeah, being able to eat, a different meal every single meal that was um crazy like I just enjoyed it so much um and in terms of cooking that's something that I really enjoyed that I haven't been doing very much in the Gold Coast so um yeah that was something that I really enjoyed during my time back in Melbourne as well just in the morning seeing what everyone wanted to eat for breakfast and cooking that cooking that up for them and then before lunch going up to their rooms and taking their orders and then <laughs> preparing lunch and um, for dinner usually my mum kind of does all the um, prep and deciding what to cook so I'll just go down a bit before dinner and see what's going on see if I can help her with anything um, and so that was something that I really enjoyed that was a huge part of how I was spending my time I Mm. feel I was just in the kitchen the whole time when I was in Melbourne yeah oh that sounds amazing was there any foods that you learned to cook for the first time (laughs) um I did get to experiment with quite a few different things especially Asian food so that was fun but I must tell you about my new favorite food Esther oh please do (laughs) I can't wait so it's well, it's not really cooking, but basically, um, it's called overnight oats. So it's like a breakfast thing. Um, what you do is the night before, you just mix together some oats, you put some milk in, and you can basically put whatever you want. So I was putting cinnamon, chia seeds, yum, apple slices, and peanut butter, and you just mix it all up. You leave it in the fridge, and the next morning it's all good to go. So. I just loved it because it was it tasted so good. It was super healthy, really filling as well. And so I shared about it with 
my sister Pris and she was totally on board. She loved it. And so every every day since then, she's been eating it as well on her way to work. Um, and I shared about it with my dad and he really liked it. So yeah, it's basically the only thing I ate for breakfast in my two months in Melbourne. Um, but yeah, everyone should just get on it because it's the best thing ever. It'll change your life. <laughs> Have you heard about it? <laughs> Um, yeah, I have heard about it. I got introduced to overnight oats um, by a friend at the end of last year. And so uh-huh. I had been doing it for a while. My favorite toppings has definitely been the peanut butter and bananas. Love it. Ooh, it's a good combo. Oh, fantastic. And, yeah, it was a really easy breakfast, like you said, super nutritious, fantastic way to start the morning. I feel like we should be sponsored by Overnight Oats, by the way. <laughs> Yeah. You know? I oh, like I agree. I would love to be sponsored is, by Overnight Oats. <laughs> this is hashtag not sponsored, but also please sponsor us. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I really enjoyed it and I wanted my family to be excited about this as well. Of so course, yeah. when I came home, I introduced my dad to it because he was the only member of our family that was still going out to work. So I went, Dad, there's this thing called overnight oats. Let me show you how to make it. I'll make it for you and put it in the fridge so it's ready for you the next morning. And the next morning he had the oats, went to work, and when he came home, I was ready for the review. And he basically said, this is not my type of breakfast. One, it is cold. I did not like eating such sweet things in the morning. And I don't think I'll be trying this again. It was a bit of a letdown, Suze. Yeah, what a shame. Oh, man, it was a little bit heartbreaking. I mean, I, I knew that it wasn't a traditional Asian breakfast, but I thought he would enjoy it a little more. So I went, don't worry. I still have my brothers to try this on. But mm-hmm. it wasn't very well received by them either. <laughs> they weren't interested in my hashtag latest health kick as they saw it. Um, but anyway, it didn't discount from the fact that Overnight oats are amazing, and I do agree with you, Suze. Okay. So, anyways, um, switching gears to something maybe a bit more positive. (laughs) Was there anything positive that you found about your time in Melbourne or that you're finding with your time in Melbourne? Yeah, I think it's been really beneficial for my mental health. I think a big part of moving out is having an increased mental load. And what I mean by that is having to think ahead a lot more, having to take responsibility for everything, just constantly Mm. thinking about what might go wrong, Um, or at least that has been my experience of it. Um, But coming home has given me an opportunity to take a break from that and to just not have to think so much and kind of offset some of the responsibilities to other members of my family, which I've really appreciated. And I think taking that break has allowed for time to think about other things, other important issues, but also to be more creative. Like we've talked a little bit about the cooking and the baking, but it's helped me to get Mm. into more writing, to do art, um, and just a whole lot of other things that I wouldn't have really considered before. Um, Mm. How about you, Suze? What has been some other benefits for you? Um, yeah, so going along with what you said, um, such a huge difference between living by yourself versus living with people um, in terms of, yeah, just like the 
whole survival instinct. You know, you can kind of just let your guard down a bit when you have other people that you trust around and know that, you know, if anything goes wrong, they have your back. Um, but the other huge thing about um, living with people um, is kind of the whole eating aspect of it. Um, so for me, I feel like eating by yourself is so completely different to eating with family or with other people. Um, mm. Like when I was eating by myself, eating was really just, I was just doing it basically just to survive. I was eating because I needed to. Uh, but when I was at home in Melbourne, um, I feel like eating was always like a celebration, like a social activity. Um, you gather together over food and maybe even cooking food together and you just enjoy the meal together. You have chats and it's just so great. And that's one of the highlights of my time in Melbourne for sure. Wow, I love that. I really like how you described it as a celebration, like not just a celebration of food, but also of perhaps the people's days as you get to you know chat mm-hmm. about what's going on in the day. Um, and it just sounds so beautiful what you've experienced through that. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I just really feel like life is meant to be done with people and everything's just so much better when you do it with people. Um, yeah, that's very true. I think especially being an extroverted person, I have enjoyed having a lot more people to talk to and kind of spread out my energy. Mm. Um, and yeah, having different perspectives on things and getting to hear other people's stories from the days is, is really good and um, I think really refreshing for the soul as well. Yeah. Um, has, has there been any challenges, Suze? It sounds like things have gone quite well for you. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I really can't complain about my time in Melbourne. Um, I didn't have many expectations going back. I did. I was worried a bit that I'll be bored because I wasn't working and I was going back to, yeah, not sure for how long um, that I wasn't going to be working for. So that was something that I was slightly worried about. But it turned out really well. I just found um, things to spend my ways to spend my time. Um, whether it was um, cooking or going for a walk with my mum. I was also doing some online courses. Um, So, yeah, it was just such a positive experience and it really just exceeded my expectations in every single way. Um, And I was really sad when I had to leave. Um, Did you find that there were any lifestyle differences um, when when you moved back home? Um, It was definitely a lot more slower pace. I think basically just because I wasn't working Um, but it just gave me time to just stop and reflect on different things and um, like with the online courses that I was doing as well I was doing a course on um, psychological first aid and another one on social psychology and also a bible overview course and I just really enjoyed being able to do those things I felt like so far in my life every time I've been studying it's just been studying out of necessity and because yeah, of like the pressures of exam. But with these courses, I was really just studying out of enjoyment and I got to pick out what courses I want to do, um, things that I was actually interested in. So yeah, that was a huge positive for me. Um, yeah. What about yourself? Yeah, um, I think similar to you with the slowing down, I think it was also something unique to our situation, the fact that we were moving back during a global pandemic mm. or lockdown. Yeah. Um, but it did give me more time to reflect and to think and 
yeah, to to try out things like I said um, that I hadn't tried before. I think one of the challenges for me was just some of the lifestyle differences um, between the way I was now used to living on my own compared to my family. Mm. And a lot of them were seemingly little things that were personal preferences. For example, not using single-use plastic, the amount Mm -hmm. of water that we would be using, (laughs) and even, say, diet. Um, I think when I was living on my own, I had cut out a lot of meat from my diet, Mm -hmm. but that wasn't the case at home. So trying to kind of find that middle ground, that sweet spot has proved to be a little bit tricky. Um, But I think overall it has been a really positive experience and I I think that was something I wasn't expecting to begin with. I kind of expected a lot more conflict, Mm. um, a lot more cabin fever, (laughs) uh, especially being at home almost 24, pretty much 24-7 with my family. But it definitely has been a grace growing period as well. I think through this experience, God has taught me areas where I need to work on, where I need to work on being better at serving other people, um, doing things for my parents or doing things for my brothers Mm. out of love and not just feeling obligated to have to do things around the house. Um, And also dealing with areas of pride where there were lifestyle differences between the way I am now used to living and the way things work at home. But having the humility to accept that that's okay um, and that my way isn't always the best way, even <laughs> though in my mind, I'm like, <laughs> it obviously is. Um, so that's been a real work in progress. Mm. I think um, when we live with people that we're super comfortable with or just in general when we're around people that we're really comfortable with, um, it's easy to get a bit complacent and, um, yeah, want to put yourself first. But, um, yeah, it's just such a good reminder, I think, for myself as well. Um, I was kind of surprised by how many differences there were between, um, even though I only just moved out of home for, I think it was six, uh, nine months um, by then, mm-hmm. but just moving back and realizing, oh, this it's interesting how my way of life has really changed um, since moving out and the things that in, in terms of how the house is run that I was like, oh, I don't remember it being this way. Oh, this is very different to how I run my, my room here in the Gold Coast. Um, but yep. I guess having the mindset of uh, being here to serve and I think also just recognizing that it's such a privilege to have a home to go back to, like so many people um, – like, you know, if they don't have a job or if they have to move away because of uni and then having to move back home, it's not not everyone has like a room that they can just go back to a family that they can just reintegrate into. And I think that was something that I was trying to be really conscious of. And I guess also playing my part when I was back home um, in terms of just serving the family instead of just going back to be served. Um, and I think I found a lot of joy from that as well, being able to um see the needs and serve my family in ways where, um, yeah, in in things where they wouldn't be able to do it by themselves. That was, yeah, a huge blessing for me. Yeah, I really appreciate that reflection. That's super insightful. And I think that's something we often forget, right, Um, especially coming back home to people we're comfortable with Mm. and going, oh, I've had to fend for myself for yeah. so long. I just want to be waited on hand exactly. and foot, foot and hand. I don't, I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, 
but I, I really admire that you've taken on that perspective. Um, and yeah, it is a really good opportunity to learn how to serve those who are closest to us. And we, we might not get the same type of experience again, Suze. Mm. Yeah, that's so true. This really is a once in a lifetime thing, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, well, I think our time is drawing to, uh, to a close, Suze. Um, I've really appreciated hearing about your perspectives of moving back home. Um, uh, is there any final advice that you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, <laughs> final advice? Um, I don't know. I think really just appreciating everything that you have um, and sometimes things may not go as planned like with this whole COVID thing I was like all my plans have been thrown out the window but I think just remembering to um, see the blessings in each little thing um, as they come and just enjoying Mm -hmm. what you have and uh, remembering to be thankful and grateful for it yeah I like that yeah um, yeah, and I think what I, I'd say is to approach everything with humility mm-hmm. where there are points of difference in lifestyle or differences in opinion and um, to just come to it not from a point of pride of going I'm right but seeking to learn from your family, from your parents of why they've chosen to do things a certain way um, and just to understand that even though we've moved out of home for a certain period of time, we don't know everything mm. that there is to being an adult. I'm yeah. um, being willing to admit that. Um, well, I, it's been awesome chatting with you. You too. Um, I'll catch you in the next call convo, Suze. Sounds good. Enjoy your week. Thanks for tuning in to this week's call convo. We hope you enjoyed it. Next week, we go back in time and discuss our journeys of moving away from home. We'll leave you with a question. Have you had to farewell a chapter in your life? And what was that transition process like?